Okay. Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a life coach, health coach, and hypnotist at The Enlightened Peach. And this podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it's recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. I will be your host and we'll have special guests from time to time. As a matter of fact, I have a great guest today. I'll be introducing in just a moment. But if you have any ahas or questions, please leave a comment or a voice message. So now let's get started. So let me get to, uh, right. This is Martin and Martin was born in Liverpool, UK, in a respectable and hardworking family who were devoted Christians. In contrast to this, Marty was born with the divine gift that runs in his family, except he was the first male. Ooh, that's intriguing. That gift is the ability to connect with those who are no longer part of this physical world. What separates Marty from his family is that he is able to connect with angels and remember several past lives but with no reason why or how he knows. Having helped lost souls cross over, Marty knew his life would never be what is considered normal. Well, who is normal, right? Marty was diagnosed with high-functioning autism by the age of seven, and despite his high level of intelligence and constant support given by his family, Marty was failed in being given support throughout his years in school. However, Marty managed to turn this around for himself in a way he never expected. After suffering for years with social anxiety and depression due to his struggles with fitting in with others as a result of his gift, followed by toxic relationships and being pushed out, Marty was lost, insecure, and had no real vision for his future. He had a scarcity mindset, and despite his spiritual gifts, he couldn't overlook his limiting Views and beliefs, Marty was one step away from taking his own life. It was in that moment Marty had found a video online of Tony Robbins in a seminar that truly changed his view of life and of himself. It was this video that led to Marty making a promise to himself, I will not settle for less than what I want in life. Marty made huge changes in his life, investing his time, energy, and money in courses, mentors, and books that turned his quiet, conditioned life around entirely leading to him qualifying as an international coach in mindset, purpose, and spiritual growth. With both his wisdom, knowledge, and life experience, Marty dedicated his life to self-mastery, which resulted in him helping change the lives of clients across the world, both physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Marty is devoted to helping people who struggle with both their mental health and life purpose after having struggled for years, feeling lost in life and anxiety and PTSD. Marty now lives deep in Wales, UK, and has finished studying his degree in psychology and counseling aside his work as he furthers his work as an international coach, spiritual mentor, speaker, and spiritual practitioner. Marty was once that ordinary guy who would wake up, go to work in a job he had no passion for, and pay his taxes. 
He didn't know what else there could be until he had a taste of the opportunity to live an extraordinary life. This isn't about money. This is about freedom and unlimited capabilities, the power of the mind, body, and soul. Marty is a spiritual and level-headed man who needed more than just the ordinary life. Marty needed purpose, and he made sure he found it. Marty is an internationally accredited spiritual and purpose coach. He is also a spiritual mentor and motivational speaker. Marty is also born with a divine gift to connect with angels and those who are no longer in this physical world. It is through his work that Marty has changed the lives of many clients and followers across the world in need of his divine guidance. Whoa, that's a lot of stuff, man. And I know from when we we talked before and you definitely have uh, an amazing amazing story so kind of start us off here with um you're you said you're the only male in your family that has this gift um so that seems kind of intriguing what what do you have any idea from what you've learned about the family how that has always been a female thing Honestly, it's been the most unusual thing because it's always been passed down from grandmother to daughter and so on and so on. So when it was it appeared for me, you're like, okay, this this is this is odd. You know, it should be your sister. And in fact, my sister very was strong with what she could do. But when they realized it was me, it was like, hang on, why is it he's seeing this? Why does he remember that? You know, he he's three years of age. He should not be talking about these things. But for me, it was more in-depth than what it was with any other person in the family, male or female, because it wasn't just, oh, well, there's somebody stood over there. It was, hang on a minute, that person has wings. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> this is different. And then, you know, as a child, we have this imagination where we would role play. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be this person today. I'm going to space. And all these wonderful things as children do. And we outgrow our imagination by the time we are seven, eight, but for me, it was very historical. It was, oh, you know, we, we are in France. You know, I I, uh, I was trying to uh, head towards uh, Holland. There was an invasion there. This is what happened. This is person died. This and all these different things. And it was not just about, uh, oh, well, we, we're going here today. We're shooting these. But these are the bad guys. It was this person had their, their, had their, um, their legs blown off from um, a tank that was on the opposite side of the bridge. This is what happened and things like that. And it was, it was, it was terrifying for my parents to hear, thinking, <laughs> how does a three, four-year-old know this? Yeah. What on earth? <laughs> but my I, think thinking, I would have been a little alarmed had my daughter all of a sudden started saying things like that. It's like, what the heck? What the hell's going on with yeah. our son? But my, my father was thinking, okay, this is odd. But my mother, because it runs on her side, is going, you know what? I know exactly what this is. But why him? He's the male here. <laughs> this yeah. isn't right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it was definitely an, an odd uh, childhood, to, to say the least. And it wasn't just one life. It was many. And it, if someone said to me, how, why? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I can't explain it. It. People say, well, what's it like? I'm like, well, what's it like not being able to do that? Because I don't yeah. know any different. Your norm <laughs> is different from some other people's norm and that's okay, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's kind of like saying, asking somebody, well, how does it feel to be a female or how does it feel to be male? And yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, it just feels like that's what it is, you know? Yeah. What's it like yeah. not being? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, that's really, really cool. So um, as you were growing up and you were experiencing all this stuff, when did you realize that it was something that other people didn't do? Um, well, this is the weird thing now, because for me, you know, in school, you, you didn't really talk about it. It was just they appear when they appear. Thing is with spirit, when they know you can see them, that's it. They don't leave you alone. Mm -hmm. When they see a child who can do it, it's like, oh, OK, right. Uh, this child has got a certain life because there's such innocence around a child. And you think, OK, they've done nothing wrong. They've, you know, they've got this. So you're meaning that when you're a them. child, that the spirits are more respectful of you? No, not at all. Not... But they see because they see the energy around you. They see you so pure. That it's a light that they become addicted to. It's kind of like a oh, moth okay. to light. And it's like, wow, OK. So for me, that was always the case. But it got to the point because I am, I was always very in tune, but it was a lot stronger when I was a child because of that innocence. Your mm -hmm. energy is so pure. You haven't experienced life yet to the point where nothing can really diminish that that light around you. Um, so it got to the point where I was seeing things so historic, let's say, that no child should see. Um, so, for example, my first spirit I crossed over was seven. I was only seven years of age. Um, and the child had burned in a in a barn uh, that went on fire as a result of um, the war that had happened uh, in World War Two, and that alone was terrifying because he was very much he wasn't burned by by any means, because only because he choked on the smoke, but he was separated from his parents. So for me at seven, trying to cross this child over to find his parents, it's it's hard. But the child talked to me because he was another child. Mm -hmm. And that was hard. I realized from that moment on that my my life was not going to be the same because other kids could not see what I could see. And mm -hmm. that was difficult because my parents walked in on me actually crossing this, this child over. Again, my father was very confused by it uh, because he comes from a very Catholic family as well. It was very, very different for them. My mother, however... Um, very open-minded to me. It's like, okay, let him do this. And they just watched in amazement. Like, okay, this runs in the family, but even we've never done this before. Yeah. How is it? He's so strong at such a young age. So it, it was just odd. And and you, no child can do this. And it, it, it was terrifying because where'd you turn? <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a question for you because this is, this is very, very intriguing. So you said your parents walked in on you. So what do yeah. you do? What did you do to help this person cross over? Is that okay to ask that? <laughs> no, of course, yeah, of okay. course. I mean, what, what does anyone do? I mean, I, I, I was never trained for it. I've never shown how to do it. I was just a seven-year-old boy. Like I walked into my mom's bedroom and there's this child there saying, I want my mom. I want my mom. I knew something was odd because I could see through him. I'm thinking, okay. But when you're a child, you don't think, oh, it's a ghost. Oh, it's a spirit. Oh, you don't know. You're just like, okay, there's a child I can see through, but he wants his mum. And if it was me, I'd, I'd be the same. Mm -hmm. The only difference was his clothing. You know, he was very, very old fashioned. And for me, it was just, it was kind of the the flat cap that really caught the thing for me. The, you know, the, the breeches, the, um, the braces, just a lot. There was a lot of old fashioned peel to him and I, because of the breaches i knew straight away there was something like a, a kind of country look to him now when i did the history years on 
where it was, um, was actually a farm, which then made sense. I was like, okay. So everything that I explained to my parents was spot on. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, how the hell was a seven-year-old know that? But it, it must have been strange. And it must still be strange when people see me talking to spirit. Like, what the mm -hmm. hell is he doing? So now when someone appears, I will grab my phone and go, I'm on the phone. And this is probably a very inappropriate thing to say, but I used to, you know, you could go somewhere and you'd see people talking to themselves and you'd know you know, they got a little bit of an issue, yeah. right? I said, now yeah. you don't know who the schizophrenics are because everybody's walking around talking to That's themselves. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, it's horrible because when you're crossing someone over, it's just reassuring them that it's okay. You know, it's fine. You know, that there's someone waiting for them. And you've got to really convince them that, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. We don't know what it looks like because we, we haven't seen it ourselves. Not that we can remember. We often forget that when we pass over. But it's the fact that we have to believe there's some good at the end of it. Because mm -hmm. if there's not, then what are we doing? What right. are we doing? So basically what you did was you talked to him as if he was a, a, a normal Anyone human. Else, yeah. And um, you told him to go to the light that his yeah. mother was there waiting on him? Yeah, I just said your parents are waiting there for you. You know, they will be waiting. They're going to be looking for you. You know, you're not on your own. You're not lost. You know, just like any child. And mm -hmm. Because it's like when you go to a store and, you know, you, you lose your parents in the store, a child becomes distressed. They will take you to the desk and be like, okay, we will call for your mom or your father or whatever. That's what I did. But again, I was seven years of age. What on earth am I to say? I didn't know from that day on. So I was like, okay, he either goes or he doesn't. Hmm. Very interesting. Interesting. So have you had to do the crossover for a lot of spirits? You know what? It doesn't get easier. <laughs> it uh... doesn't get easier. Over the years, I have, yeah. But, you know, as years go on, you get so much experience and knowledge and because I've associated with so many different people across the world now, you learn how to do it best and what works for one may not work for another and so on. Mm -hmm. You know, I've gone, I've, I've gone into homes and I've cleansed homes. Um, you know, it's not like I say, Oh, I'm going to pay, I'm going to charge you for this. It's just, I get a phone call and say, Oh, someone's struggling with this, that or the other. And I've got, okay, fair enough. And it's, it's not even a job. It's just people trust me. I think, mm -hmm. okay, that's fine. And that's nice, really. But at the same time, I never know what I'm going into. But I'll go into a house and I'll know straight away if something's wrong. I'll know if something is off or something's negative. So just by looking at a home, I'll know straight away. If I'm going in there, great. If I think something is bad, I won't step in there. So it, it is very strange. So you're very in tune to what, mm. whether it's a negative or positive energy that's there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, people people can't lie to me. They can't. Um, I wish they could because I don't like to pick it up. But every time someone lies to me, I know straight away and they'll say, oh, no, no, you, you know, you've got it wrong. And it'll look like I've got it wrong. But weeks, months later, it'll prove that I was actually right the whole time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, OK, there you go. I should have listened to my intuition at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my life lessons that I've learned over the years is that when I discount my intuition and say, oh, that can't be right. That's when it comes to bite me in the butt. And it's like, oh man, I'm learning, I'm learning. So now I really pay attention as, as much as I can, you know, sometimes it's like you, you discredit it, but like, um, 
I'm just feeling something different, you know? Um, yeah. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, sometimes it feels like it's definitely an intuition hit. And then sometimes it's an insecurity yeah. or it's, or it's something else. And I can kind of, you know, put it into these little compartmentalized boxes and not pay attention. And that's when I get in trouble. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, I know you had mentioned in your bio that you had a time where you were feeling a bit like you just don't know what the heck all this stuff is and how to um, navigate life through that. And you were having problems with relationships and everything, right? Yeah. Is it because yeah. of your gift that were causing the issues? Yeah. I mean, the thing is when you're in this, in this modern world, let's say, you know, where people are so skeptical, skeptical, especially here in the UK, because you had all these people coming on TV and making a mockery out of this. And, you know, for example, you, you get these paranormal experts and mediums and psychics throwing spoons across rooms. I'm like, Oh, spirit did it. No, you didn't. Your cameraman did, you know, all these <laughs> stupid things. Right? You know, when you say, Oh, by the way, I see spirit, they go, Oh, you're a fake. This, uh, you, you can't you can't do that and especially today so for me it was kind of like okay shut it down never see them try and ignore them try and fit into society just so you don't get verbal abuse mm. so i did that and i wasn't me i wasn't able to be myself so i mixed with you know less comfortable people let's say more trouble people and i find that when you've got a a, a beautiful light around you if you will and you've got this angelic vibration you find yourself drawn to people who are broken, traumatized, you know, gone through a lot of negative experiences and I've mm -hmm. lost because you're there to help them in any way you can. And that's what happened with me. I, I mixed with people who were troubled and it, it caused me to be in the bad circles, wrong circles, uh, toxic relationships. And because you are around people like that for so long, you start developing the habits and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So for me, yeah, it was a very dark time and, it's all because I didn't accept me for who I was. I just said, okay, put it to the back of the mind and try and fit in. My advice is don't try and fit in. Just be yourself. If people That's don't right. like it. Why tough. fit in when you were born to stand out, right? Exactly. That's it. That's it. You know, I, I believe life is our own show. You know, we are the start of our own show. So why sit in the crowd? Because someone's got to be on that stage. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, you know, um, that's that's really a, a, a cool way to look at it. And I know I, I was reading something the other day and and it was talking about, you know, how we we manifest things on purpose and all. And it said that, you know, most of the time we're doing it by default because we're not the the actor in our play. We're not the star yeah. And we're letting somebody else step in and make all of our decisions and everything. So um, it's really profound to think about, you know, and for myself, one of the reasons I started this podcast is because I, I have spent my whole life always trying to be who people think I am or want me to be and everything. And a lot of it's true, but, you know, a lot of it was more that I didn't want to upset somebody or I didn't want to say some something that people would judge and um, I'd be seen in a bad light or anything like that. And so for so long, I kind of suppressed myself and um, I had shared this one time before, but I went on a spiritual retreat and on that retreat, I realized that when I was just letting myself go and being that that was who I really wanted to be. 
And I realized that when I just let go without worrying about it, I'm being exactly who I am and who I aspired yeah. to be. It was funny because I aspired to be this person that I already was. I just didn't know it. And um, so it's really um, amazing how we all, even though we may not have the gift that you do, but we all suppress parts of ourselves. And that's what this podcast is about, is giving people a voice, me included. It started out just for me. And then it was like, well, you know, I think there's a lot of very, very amazingly interesting people that I want to have on here. So that's how I got to you. <laughs> and we met in that um, that um that class correct the first yes. time purpose yeah. or whatever it was yeah 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 i was thinking yeah. so um so back to you sorry about that um i kind of get sometimes on a little soapbox every now <laughs> and then okay. but that's okay right it's my podcast yeah. i can do it i'm in charge yeah you can do it <laughs> but i know you said that in your life when you were going through all that you were you got to a place where you just weren't even sure that you wanted to continue Am I remembering yeah. correctly? Yeah, no, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe yeah. kind of touch a little bit about on how you were feeling then and what kind of pulled you out of that space. Yeah. Um, the thing is, when when you work with angels and spirit and stuff, they will not give you a day off, even at your darkest day. Mm. And you find that you are very, very protected, not just spiritually, but emotionally. So for me at that point, you know, enough was enough. Um, it got to the point where... The toxic relationships had completely destroyed my mental health. Um, I had no friends left because they knew what I could do. And it was just, yeah, it wasn't worth it for them. Um, they didn't like having someone who was so um, so pure if, in, in a way. Um, you know, I'm no saint, but at the same time, I always go out of my way to help people. And it was kind of like, yeah, they don't want a part of that. Um, because I was always trying to invest in myself and do the best that I can in life, despite my mistakes. And for them, it was the opposite. Mm -hmm. I thought, no, enough is enough. Um, but the toxic relationships got to the point where I thought, you know what? This world is it's just dark. It's broken. It's ill. It's sick. I, I can't do it. So I just wanted to kill myself. I really did. But again, upstairs, if you will, appear and be like, no, no, we're not doing this. You know, you're here for the reason. That's it. Uh, and all of a sudden, YouTube appears on the on the television. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Tony Robbins' video comes up. I didn't know who the hell Tony Robbins was. I was like, who the hell is this guy? So I put the video on. I was like, okay. So I'm sat there for like 30, 40 minutes, and I'm watching his um, one of his seminars from the 90s, and I'm like, wow, this is interesting. And I'm listening to this guy because he just – Tony Robbins has got this voice that you can't forget. It just mm -hmm. sounds different. It's I'm a little gravelly and in, in your face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm thinking, <laughs> wow, okay. And it's just the way he appears. It's just, I don't know. He's got this essence about him. I'm thinking, okay, this is different. So I'm watching this guy and he's talking and I'm thinking, wow, that makes sense. That resonates. So I'm sitting there just so enthralled by, by this guy thinking, okay, this guy comes a bit, comes across as a bit cocky, a bit full of himself. But at the same time, he's talking sense. And it's the only person who's actually making sense of my life right now. So I ended up sitting there for a moment, reflecting and thought, you know what? I'm going to make a decision to my day because that guy had a point. And I made the promise. I'm never going to settle for less than what I want in life. 
And then from then, I just I went online and I started looking at how to heal yourself, how to look after yourself, what to do to invest in yourself, how to become happy, how to become confident, all these different things. And then I found um, a book by Tony Robbins, which was hilarious, called, what was it? Um, Awaken the Giant Within. Mm-hmm. And that book is like my Bible now. I mean, I, I travel everywhere with it. So it's amazing. And then just from then, I, I invested in becoming a coach. So I did my courses online. It took me about two years to do. That was amazing. I started going to the gym, doing that six, seven days a week for like two, three hours a day. Got in the best shape of my life. I avoided everybody who was negative. I changed my diet. I just, I did everything I could. And then about two years down the line, here I was, a completely new person. And now I look back and think, wow, how the hell did I manage that? It's it's mind-blowing. It really is. That was meant to be. Meant to be. It it, it is. And even now, I'm just thinking about it, thinking, how on earth did I live my life like that for so long? It's it's mm. it's not so much like oh I deserve a medal. It's just I wish I saw that video years before, but it yeah. just shows that I was always looked after. But you've also got to look after number one before you look after everyone else. Yeah, well, I'm a true believer that um, we get the the inclination to do something at the time that it's the right time for us. So if you had seen that video a couple of years before, you might not have gotten anything from it. It might have just pissed yeah. you off. You know, um, because he does get in your face, you know, Um, but, you know, it's the old saying, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And I know that's been the same in my life. And it's and it's interesting because I can read a book and then a year later, go back and read that same book when it's a self-help, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like somebody went in there and changed the words because it it has totally different things that I'm focused on. And um, so it's it's really, really interesting. So today, if you went back and watched that same video, I wonder, mm-hmm. you know, what would you would, would you be take your takeaway be today? Because as yeah. we change, our whole perception of things changes. Yeah, absolutely. And this is it. I mean, I've watched the video again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know what? I can't look at it the same way because I, now I know what he was talking about. Yeah. But then I find new videos from different coaches and different mentors. I'm thinking, okay, I can actually take something from that as well. And it's just really about picking from different things and thinking, okay, what can I make from this? And mm-hmm. that, that's all it is. You've, you've got to make something out of nothing. And, right. and that's just it. We don't have to have money to make money or have to have money to grow. It's just about investing in yourself in one way or another, even if it's just a decision like what I did. And that's the best decision I ever made. Yeah. 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 It definitely is about choice and decisions because, you know, as we're, as we're going through our life, like you had the choice, you could kind of fall back in with that group and just can change you in that direction. Or you could choose to get up and change in this direction. And so it was a, that was a pivotal moment, you know, you made your choice and obviously you made the right choice because you're here talking to me today and you're helping people and uh, making a difference in the world. And I think a lot of people think they make a choice, but they don't really make a choice at all. They just go with the wind and whatever, where everything takes them. And it can be an uncomfortable place making a choice and making a change. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. this is it. It's, it, you know, it's kind of like the matrix, you know, the red pill, blue pill. Yes, kind of thing. Yes. And, I love that. And it's movie. just, 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny because a lot of people now refer to the Matrix in this day and age. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's just so realistic now. Yeah. And I'm like, if I were to go back 10 years ago and mention that same movie, I would have got, nah, that's not my thing. But today it's like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the hell? Yeah. Well, I'll age myself a lot with this because um, my first DVD player was. Um, um, and maybe it wasn't, I can't remember if it was the DVD player or the MP3. No. Um, I think it was the DVD player, but my first one I bought was $600. It tells you how much they were back then. Yeah. And you got a bunch of videos and I remember putting it in the matrix in there to watch it. And it was the first one I watched. So in my mind, um, you know how they do the slow motion and all that stuff. Yeah. I thought that was the magic of the DVD player until yeah. I put in another movie. Well, wait a minute. That didn't happen the same thing. So I went back and watched it again. <laughs> it was like some of it was totally lost on me yeah. because I was so engrossed in the difference of watching a VHS versus watching yeah. a DVD. And it's kind of like that with life. You know, a lot of times we, we see something and we think it's just the magic of, out here and realizing it's really the magic in here that creates all the the changes and does its thing right oh absolutely and and this is the funniest thing because we watch these movies and we're like oh my gosh you know that's amazing how they did that but what was interesting for me was when you work with angels when they appear they appear Mm -hmm. and it's funny with the matrix it's all slow motion when the bullets coming towards them and all yeah I, i love that uh-huh. But when I had a, uh, the angels who were getting higher and higher in rank appear, uh, I was out one day, actually, and I didn't think of anything of it because it never happened. Um, and I went out shopping, buying, you know, your typical groceries. And I looked around and everyone's in slow motion. I thought, oh, my God, what have I had to drink? <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> hell's going on? And I thought, it's okay. And it's like one of these movies where it's doomsday and everyone's going slow and all that. And I thought, oh, great. Anyway, before I knew it, I turned around and it was just angels just stood there and he just stood there like this with his hand in the air. And I thought, has he slowed down time just to appear? And then after he disappeared, everyone back to normal. And I sat down and thought, I feel sick. <laughs> what the? It's <laughs> never happened to me before. I thought, oh, wow. So I called them. Yeah, I called them when I got home and said, listen, if you're going to do that again, make sure I'm sitting down, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or give me some kind of warning first, you know, ding, 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 yeah. ding. Time's going to yeah, slow g- down. <laughs> that's it. Give me something. You know? Don't yeah. do that when I'm trying to look for, like, what, you know, looking for beef or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, hell? yeah. Well, that definitely wow. um, solidifies the time is an illusion thing anyway, right? Well, yeah. Oh, my God. You know what? It, that's made me question time itself altogether now, yeah, to be honest yeah, with you. yeah. It's like and, what the hell? Yeah, you know, I'll I'll share with you really quick. I've got um I had my daughter create some stickers for me because one of the things I used to tell my clients because they were always complaining they didn't have time for this, they didn't have time for that, yeah. you know, it's everything. And mostly I work with women. Yeah. And so I told this one girl one day, I said, Okay, from here on out, I want you to say in the mirror, time is my bitch and I can do with it what I want. So I had my my daughter create these stickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow I love it. yeah isn't that cool and uh so that's what my clients get one of those stickers and then i have a store that i can sell them on and everything but um it was like that uh, and I, I i came up with that because i had this time where i was busy doing stuff 
and I looked at the clock and then I noticed what time it was and I got busy and I was doing so many things and everything. And I got tons of things done. And I looked back and a very short time had passed. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Normally that activity would have taken me hours, but it was all condensed into this smaller time frame. And I thought, okay, time is an illusion because there's no way I could have completed that and that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and it's like, there's so many times things like that happen where mm-hmm. it just feels like you've accomplished all these things. It's almost like time slowed down. And then you look at something and say, wow, you know, where did the time go? You know, it's like, it didn't yeah. go anywhere. It's right here. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, this has happened more than once now. It's like, it's it's amazing. At least the second time I was actually sat down with, so they, <laughs> they did listen. They good, did listen. good. I mean, I was so do you know the, what the purpose is other than they just wanted to say hello? Is there some reason that they did that? I, the first time I asked them this same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time they just wanted to prepare me for when they do it. Okay. And I told, I, I argue with them and I'll say, listen, you you better do this better. You know, use it on top. So you better start planning your appearances better. But I was on the, uh, I live by a beach and there's a promenade. So there's benches across the front, which is lovely. Um, and I was sat down. They always say, you know, we need to talk. And it's kind of like when they call, I get a ring in my ear and I look up straight away and I'm, I'm out with family and they go, oh God, they're calling you, aren't they? I'm like, yep, sorry, I've got to go. <laughs> so it's, it's great. But I was sat on the uh, on the bench watching the ocean, and I noticed people walking by, doing the thing, walking the dogs, and stuff. I thought that's nice. And he started slowing down, so I'm sat there and I just went, and this guy appears. I went, right, what you want? <laughs> what you want? So anyway, they they started coming to me, just saying we've got work for you to do, this, that, or the other. There's someone who needs help. Uh, that's struggling with this, that, or the other. So I then find the person. Never met the person. They either gave me a face show me what they look like or they give me a name now i can either find them online or i will ask does someone know this person and yeah at the end of the day i end up finding them and i help them either connect with the loved ones or maybe it's help them find something that was lost an object something or just confirmation whatever i've got to travel to them just to cleanse their home or help them heal i will it doesn't matter whether they are here new york canada scotland wherever if they need help i will help them there's nothing in it for me. Just I'm doing my job. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when that happened, it was a, a living person that you were going to help, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, if, if they want to pay me, if they want to pay me, I'll say, make me a good cup of coffee and that's fine. Cause I'm going to need it. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> well, do you that's ever, payment. do you ever just meet people and suddenly, you know, they're, past lives or that you know people that have passed on that are close to them do you do you have that gift as well so you can see all that yeah it it, it tends to get annoying because not so much past lives i can do that mm-hmm. but that's very rare unless the thing is with past lives if they show they show for a reason it's not just oh we remember there's always a purpose behind them mm-hmm. but with anything else like their past um or their loved ones, they are always there. And when I meet someone, I try and avoid shaking their hand because I will feel a lot. So I'm like, mm, okay, okay. I'm not well, I, I ain't shaking your hand right? today. COVID helped yeah. with that. 
that, that, oh, it was it was like a holiday for me. It was like I'm on vacation. <laughs> just like this. Mask up, no handshakes. We're good. That's it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's it. I don't need to look at your face. I don't need to know what's troubling you. <laughs> but it was nice because like people are like, oh hey, how are you? And like, oh God, your troubles. <laughs> so it's, it's dreadful. But it's it's hard because I remember walking past a guy and I saw what he's done in the past. He's been to prison. He's done all this horrible stuff. And I thought, really? he This guy's in a suit. He's got a briefcase. He's, you know, he's going to work, doing all this stuff. And I think, wow, you are so sinister, but I can't do anything about it because it was like 15 years ago. Like, oh, wow. God. So I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this today. It's a Sunday. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So have you, have you ever had, well, what is your, the, um, the most bizarre thing that you've had happen through this gift. Oh, wow. That's the one thing. Um, there's so many, but I remember I went to, um, my sister was renting a new home and um, she, my sister's got this with her gift. Let's, let me just put this out there. Now she's got this gift where she astral travels like we sleep, you know, it's so easy mm-hmm. for her. I can't do it as often. And remember that's my flaw, but with her, it's so easy. And it's the most annoying thing because she brings them in and then I've got to get rid of them. So she's making my day, <laughs> daily life so much harder. Um, anyway, she, yeah. So she she um, she um came to visit me and she went into the, the bathroom and I could hear her talking and I thought, okay. Now I'm sat there on my phone going, oh, yeah, whatever, doing whatever you're doing. She came out into the, into the living room and I kid you not, there was this Roman soldier just casually following her like this with a shield. And I went, oh my god are you serious she went what's the matter i went i can't believe you she went what have i done now i went just go and do what you're doing i'll, de- I'll deal with you later so she was in my bad books before i even knew and i just thought right you know what and so I, t- I, t- I told my mom i was like you're not gonna believe this she went what i went my sister's brought um a roman soldiers back she went what i went yeah just don't you know she could have brought anyone back but what why a roman soldier <laughs> you know, things mm-hmm. why so, so that annoyed the hell out of me because it was my it, it was my day off. It's like she brings back the most unusual things, and it's just annoying as hell. I, I've dealt with dark spirits, I've dealt with all that, but a Roman soldier just casually standing there with a spear and a shield, not knowing where the hell he is. Like, okay, this is this is nice. So yeah. you ended up you had to send him back, or uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's the only. <laughs> this is the unusual bit. So basically. I will sit down in a room completely dark. I'll have her sit there and meditate so she relaxes because he's drawn to her. And I will connect with this guy. Now, when you pass over, there's no there's no language. There's no Roman or Italian or anything else, whatever. There's none of that. There's all one language. They interpret through everything. The universe is crazy. And it makes my job easier because I've dealt with them from all over the world. But this guy, I just say to him, okay, where are you from? What area? I'll get to know him a little bit. Just make conversation. You don't want to feel like we're selling to the guy. And, so, and he'll tell you. i say, okay, let me just help you get back to where you are. So for him, it's kind of like his heaven is getting back to where he was. So maybe for him, it was, well, I need to get back in line. Or maybe I was in a battle at the moment. Or I want to go back to my wife and kids or whatever. That's fine. So we just really help him guide to his own perception of what, heaven may be for him because okay. again we have different religions different cultures right now, i've helped people where they say oh well i need to go back to work and for them they thought they were actually going to work but it wasn't he, he moved on 
And it's amazing because it is a bit of a light you can see, but you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And you just feel this sense of peace. But for me, it was like, oh, thank God for that, because it's like 11 at night. I don't need this. <laughs> That's fascinating. It, it's tiring. I'm not going to lie. It's tiring. I mean, yeah. I love it. I do, because you learn so much. But it's like, really? You didn't need to attract him in the first place. But she's got no control of it. That's okay. the weirdest thing, because she doesn't know she does it. Like so she, when she astral projects, wherever she goes to, she ends up bringing something, somebody back with her just because they're yep. magnetically drawn to her. Yep. And she doesn't know she's being followed. It's like, uh, wow. Okay. And she goes, what have I done now? We're like, you've brought back this person. You brought, she came back with a dog at one point. And I was like, <laughs> whose dog is this? It's like, okay. How, and that was the weirdest thing for me because I've never really passed on animals, but I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, okay, I mean, I've I've helped my own, but that's a different thing. When you don't know the dog, it's like, oh, okay. There's no connection. I, I, yeah, I don't have a ball. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, what the hell? So yeah. That was weird for me, but it was good. You know, so it, so it what, would, what would happen, and I don't know if you even know an answer to this, but you probably do. What happens if, let's say, when that Roman soldier shows up and everything, if you do nothing, you don't try to take him back to where he came from or anything? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I've I've never really wanted to leave them because I think, oh God, <laughs> because I know that if certain spirits stick around, they get attached. Not all, but some do. And I've dealt with attachments before, and that's that is a difficult thing. Um, I'm actually currently dealing with an attachment now on somebody because um, my nephew um, has got an attachment. Nothing bad, but there's a little boy who is attached to him. And we don't know where the little boys come from. But the problem I've got at the moment is this little boy likes to hide around corners. And he's a very playful boy. Now, straight away, when I'm around uh, my nephew, uh, this little boy appears. And he's he, I get this feeling he's from like 1911, 1910. Straight away, um, very British. Um, but it's kind of like, where have you come from exactly so I can find out? And what have I got to do to get you there? But because he's attached, I need to kind of de- not so much detach him, but get to know how he's influencing my nephew. Because when we have an attachment, we find that our behavior may change, If especially if we are weak-willed or so innocent like a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, our behavior changes, our interest changes. We may eat more or eat less. There's just so many different traits we pick up, and it tends to be uh, a reflection of them. And oh, to wow. me, I've never had an attachment, and mm-hmm. thank God for that. But it, it, it's annoying as well because I don't want people to get atta- these attachments and then find that they're struggling in their life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so it's almost like they they come in and they just kind of integrate the person in some respects. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had a call a couple of years ago. Uh, I went to a, a bar, and they said, "Oh, upstairs keeps making this noise," and. I, at, at night, we can hear noises downstairs, and they were actually playing in the bar. And I, I went upstairs and saw this guy, and I think the guy used to own the bar a long time ago. Well, I helped him cross over, but that, that again, was strange because I've never gone into a haunted bar before, of all the places. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to need a drink after this. So, yeah, they, they, they attach themselves to locations as well as objects and, and people. and it, They do integrate their personality into into everything mm-hmm. because if they don't like uh, an untidy place believe me they will move things around and they will become irritated and i actually um 
and he discovered an abusive relationship a couple of years ago because Spirit had said they were witnessing a guy being very abusive to his wife, not so much physically, but more mentally. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they said they were having problems in the home. I went with a another medium who she invited me to this, this uh, house cleansing. She wanted to see what I could do because she didn't like me at all. She was trying to show off. Yeah, she uh, didn't like me at all. Yeah, one of those. She goes to these, she's one of those. She's <laughs> she goes to these spiritual churches and and says, "Well, I do stage work. I'm good. I'm the best." And I said, "Okay, I, I I've been asked to do TV work. I refuse hands down. Don't care for it." Um, so she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to show you how we do it." I'm thinking, "Well, I've done this my whole life, but okay, let, I want to see how this works." So she goes in. It's like, "Okay, you've got this person here in spirit," and the family were going, "No, we don't." We have no idea what you're going on about. Oh, can you understand this, this, and this? No. So they went, what are you looking at? I went, by the way, you have a daughter. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And you can understand the tapping on the on the window as well. Yeah, oh, my God. I said, by the way, your daughter's been talking about a little girl in spirit. Yeah, yeah. Blonde, about 12, 15 years of age, thereabouts. Um, very old-fashioned. I want to say, like, 1942, 1943. Oh, my God. Yeah, that makes... And I'm just rolling off. I said, and this old man around, he went, that's my grandfather. I was like, okay, well, I'm glad. And I was rolling this off. And this medium was looking at me as if to say, you are stealing the limelight. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what, what that's what we're here for. <laughs> that's what we're here for, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm sorry. Anyway, turns out that the, the guy was annoyed because the husband was being verbally and mentally abusive to the wife. And his face was as red as, as blood, like, oh, wow, okay. So anyway, I sorted that out. I was like, well, this is not what I had planned. Anyway, uh, we got out. It was it was a success. And uh, they went, oh, can we pay you? I went, no, I don't want anything. So the woman wasn't happy again. She wasn't getting paid. <laughs> so she took me home and she was like, uh, yeah, that was, that was good. Well done. I think you did well on your first time. I went, this isn't my first time. It was my first time with you, though. <laughs> Never heard back from the medium since. <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> nope. I've no, seen but... her, but she ignores me in the street now. It's like, oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> Maybe you should just say, you know, you've got a spirit walking around with you. Did you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Oh, oh, that is too funny. Too funny. So... Um, when you, do you do readings for people now or how is it that you're using your, your gift now other than doing that kind of thing? Or is that what you do mostly? Uh, I, I did readings for years and yeah, I charge cause we have bills to pay, but it was always to the bare minimum because I don't like the idea of charging. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we do have bills to pay. And that's the problem with this whole human life matrix thing. We have bills to pay. We've got taxes, you know, and all this. And it's like, oh, oh God, if I don't if I don't charge, who's putting food on the table? Because they're not going to do it. Right. Well, they don't have to eat. <laughs> so for me, it's like, oh, I feel bad about it. But there's been so many times where I've been like, no, you know what? Keep your money. Um, But it, it got to the point where I had people come to my home and people would kind of not stalk me but come to the house uninvited like i need your help so i was like no this this ends now to mm-hmm. be honest with you so i started doing it online only did a lot on the phone as well but again people get a bit too clingy with it and I just didn't appreciate it so it's like okay you may be local but i'll only do it on video call because i don't trust them um i even went to go to someone's apartment 
and uh, the spirit said to me, "Don't go. They're setting you up. They're gonna they're gonna jump you. They're gonna you know kick the hell out of you." Anyway, t- I turned them down. It turns out that's exactly what they were gonna do. Oh, so I wow. knew I was being set up. Mm-hmm. I was like, "That's it. I'm done. Um, I'll just do it online now." Um, mainly internationally because I didn't trust people locally. Again, there was a lot of spiritual churches where people were saying, you've got to do it this way. You've got to do it that way. You've got to be certified and you've got to have a certification to say you're a medium. I said, well, one, I don't call myself a medium. Never will. I don't like the term. I don't even use the term psychic. I just do my job, whatever it is. But also I will not say that I need a certificate to do what I've done since I was born. Right. I mean, right. all due respect, depending on what religion you are, the Buddha or Jesus or whoever have a certificate saying, oh, by the way, <laughs> you know, they yeah. didn't. And so certificate do do doesn't mean you know anything either. Exactly. I mean, I know people mm-hmm. who have got doctorates and they are complete idiots. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of like, OK, fair enough. But for me, it's just I don't I'm not owned by anybody. I don't represent anybody, just them. You know, and if I help somebody, I'm helping them because I want to, not because there's anything in it for me. Um, but I stopped doing readings because the verbal abuse just got too much. You know, they they have this expectation of what a medium looks like or psychic or whatever you want to call them. And everyone now is coming up saying, I'm a medium, I'm a psychic, I'm a Reiki master, I'm a shaman. I'm a... And it's like, oh, my God. And it's got to the point where people are saying, I'm a reincarnation of Jesus. I'm a goddess. I'm like, you're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, wow, what the hell? I just got to deal with it. I'm like, no, I'm done with this. And, you know, they're, they're all dressed off like, like they're some type of gypsy from the 17th century. And I'm thinking, what are you trying to... I mean, I've gone to over a hundred different mediums and only one of them has actually got it accurate with me. And he was amazing. In fact, he was actually like a, a mentor for me just to drown myself in a stressful situation. But I actually went to a lady last year. She was okay. She was, you know, she was good. But she said to me, oh my God, working with you is like being around an angel. I went, well, there's a funny, there's a funny reason for that. <laughs> so, but it wasn't ego. It was just... I can't help what I do. It's not a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not right. a choice to work with spirit. If you don't talk to them, they will talk your ear off until you go crazy. And that's the most annoying thing. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't dressing it up. She wasn't trying to fabricate it. And this is the thing. If you just be yourself, then yeah, they will come to you. You don't yeah. need to dress things up. You don't need crystals. You don't need these crystal wands. You don't need incense sticks burning. You don't need all that. I mean, I, I'll do a reading in like a pair of jeans, a leather jacket and a t-shirt. I'm like, right. Who've we got? Yeah. <laughs> Who's here today? Who's knocking yeah. on the door? They're like, Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Well, you know, when you were just saying that a moment ago, it kind of made me think of, um, and, um, the movie ghost. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and when it, yeah. Patrick Swayze is the ghost and he's trying to get Whoopi Goldberg and Whoopi Goldberg, um, trying yeah. to get her to tell the stuff. And he, stands around and he sing, he sings the song and he does all this stuff till she finally <laughs> relents. That's what it made me think of. I could just see. <laughs> I've had that, you know, oh my God. What was it? It was about 12 years ago. I had a lady appearing to me about one, 2 a.m. in the morning. She went, I need your help. I need your help. My, my, my daughter's really struggling. I went, okay, okay. I said, calm down. I've got my pen and paper. I said, listen, give me your name and I will back to you in the morning just let me sleep please okay that's fine what was six seven o'clock in the morning i need your help you promised i was like are you serious 
five hours later? <laughs> Are you actually serious? You should have given a time, wow. right? I should have given a time. I was like, oh, wow. Don't wake me till eight o'clock, okay? Yeah. I was like, I got up and I was like, right, let me go make a coffee. And she's literally following me down the hallway. And uh, my family's going, who are you talking to? Because I'm walking down going, right, you know what, what do you want? You're really picking me off today. She's going, oh, well, if you got someone, have you? I was like, yes, don't start. Like, really? Yeah. So <laughs> your family's all very accustomed to this, right? Oh, you know what? They're used to it. They're, they're, they're so used to it now. I always get people coming to me for advice. Like, what does this mean in meditation? What does that mean? I'm seeing this. I'm like, okay, this is what it could mean. And the constant interpretations. But my mom is so intuitive with her, within herself and she's so gifted, but she'll still come to me for advice and stuff. And so will my sister. But it's funny because my niece and nephews, um, that they're so gifted now that while they haven't got it like myself, they're picking it up in different ways. Now, they say that children today are more gifted than what we expect. Right. In the sense that they are not so much more empathic, but... They are, how can I explain this? They've got an energy around them that's not quite Earth-like. And it's like, hmm, okay. Now, when I'm around my two nephews, it's not so much the case. But my niece, she shines like a diamond. And I'm thinking, okay, it's it's in the women, in the family. Why it skipped, why, why it went to me, I don't know. But with her, it's so strong. And you can see it very strongly around her. And it's like, oh, no, she's going to be worse than me. So I'm thinking, right, I'm going to teach her everything I know. But I don't think she'll need it. I mean, I didn't have a teacher. But mm -hmm. if I can pass on something to make it easy for her, I will. I really yeah. will. Yeah. That's part How old is she? <laughs> she was four yesterday. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So she's definitely following in your footsteps, right? Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like, no, don't. You'll come back like another three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's got to be um well, you don't know anything any different. So it's not like you realize that maybe you missed out on the childhood or those kinds of things because it was just part of you, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I've I've seen I've seen spirit where they are rotting or where they are burnt. It's it's horrible. I've seen the worst things. I've had spirits say they're gonna so did turn that me inside scare out. you when you were four? Or did it yeah. just feel like that's just what it was? Oh no! Oh no! I was terrified. Um, okay. The 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 building, the road that I was on had a building um, where they were they were new, they were all new builds, and the the fields were still there. But they were starting to build new homes and stuff like that. And I saw a lady in the window, and I at the time I was about eleven, twelve, and this woman appeared with a face melting like. Oh, it was horrible. And you could smell it. And I just broke down crying. And I was like, why can no one else see this? My sister had to drag me back to the house and said, mom, it's kicking off. He's... Anyway, my mom asked me what I saw. And she explained, okay, it's going to get more intense as you get older. Because they see you getting older. So they think you can handle it. But it's uh... not the case at all. And I didn't know what to expect. So the only person I can really say has taught me is my mom. But even then, she didn't have it this, to this standard, to this extent. So it was hard. Um, but yeah, I was terrified. But you, you learn, and you know, you, you see the programs like Ghost Whisperer and stuff like that. And I love that show. It's brilliant because for me, it's like, oh, I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I love that show too. 
yeah, it's so relatable for me. Like, oh yeah, I can, I can understand that. Oh yeah, that happened. And then I, and I look at something and I think, oh, that's so false. Oh, that that would never happen. <laughs> it's yeah, just like yeah. what the hell. And there's a book that's coming to mind, and for the life of me, that I cannot remember the name of it. When I do, I'll I'll mention it to you so that you can uh, let me know if that if you've read that book and if it feels oh odd Thomas. Oh no, I've never heard of it. Never heard of that. Um, oh. It's the name of a book. And in this book, the guy is, he sees spirits and everything. Mm. And so he ends up working as a fry cook because it's, he wants to simplify everything because of all this stuff. He doesn't want any more right. things. And it it's mm. really good. Check it out. There's also, they made it into a movie, but the book is a lot better. Oh, nice. Oh, interesting. I've actually been watching, um, you probably remember this. Remember uh, Quantum Leap? Yes. In the 80s. Yes. I've been watching that a lot because it reminds me of like past life incarnations and reincarnations because he's going from one life to the next. Mm-hmm. And because I remember that, it's kind of like for me, you die, you go one from one life to the next to the next. And you, it's just like closing your eyes. Bang, you're there. Like, Oh, this is crazy. So I, I love it because it's like, oh, my God, I remember what it's like to move on from one life to the next. But when they say, well, what's in between? I, say, I can't remember because yeah. they, they remove the heaven part. And before you know it, he's just somewhere else. And it's mm-hmm. annoying. I want to remember what's heaven like. Well, I'll tell you when I get there. <laughs> so it's, like, you know, oh, it's crazy, though, because like remembering past lives is a scary thing because it's not like, oh, yeah, we, we dress like this. I know oh, I love that music because I remember the 50s very well, you know, and that's fine. But it's like, how did you die? Can't remember. They They take that away from you. Most of the time, anyway, you don't remember dying. You remember going to sleep, but it's like any other night you go to sleep. So what makes that time any different? It just means you don't wake up. Right. It's, it's right. strange. It really is strange. Yeah. I, with my hypnosis, I've done um, a few, quite a few of past life regressions, and I'm always amazed with what people go back to. And we always set the intention of going back to the life that will make the most impact on this one that will teach me the most I need to know yeah. to make this life even better. And yeah. um, because I, I've even told people, you don't want to just willy nilly, just go, you know, you've got to have a guide that can kind of help you um, so that when you get into an uncomfortable place, which you can, you know, there's somebody there that can recognize that, you know, you need to get out of that place or, you know, calm down or whatever. And uh, cause like I, for instance, I had one girl that um, when we did her past life, she, mm-hmm. we got into the second, I think it was the second life and she started feeling kind of stressed, you know? And mm-hmm. I said, well, we can either stop here or, and we can calm down. What, what do you want to do? Do you want to stop now? And she said, yes, I want to stop. And so we just, I just brought her back out, but it was just um, a very uncomfortable feeling. So I think it's really important for there to be a guide for someone to, to do that. And so do you do that? Sometimes you help guide people with past lives or you've just done that for yourself. Uh, I've helped people remember some things, but it's not to my true control because I'm not a hypnotherapist. And as you know, hypnotherapy is very intense. It's not like what TV makes out where you've got a clock in front of you and all. It's none of that. And it annoys me when people think this is what it's about because it's about going deep down into your subconscious mind. And as a coach, I can do that. Yeah. But with hypnotherapy, it's so in-depth because you are going back through so many memories. And it's like 
past lives are like uh, a huge book and you're going through one chapter to the next, to the next, to the next. Right. And it is hard as you already know, but when it comes to me helping people remember, I can't really guide them because they have that control of their memory. What I will do is talk to them as they're relaxing and let them make that decision later on. For me, I'll always have my guide with me and the angels more so uh, because it's it's hard when you're doing this alone. And if you don't go in protected, you don't do this properly or correctly, if you will, then you are taking risks and you don't mm-hmm. want people to create some sort of PTSD or traumatic memory, if you will, because you've not prepared them. You, right. You've got to be able to see what we're going into at least because if you don't want to see something, you've got to get out of there. Yeah. You really do. You're not going to yeah. drive towards a car crash. You're going to try and avoid it. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And, you know, like with the hypnosis and to take somebody into the past life regression, you have to take them much deeper than you do for anything else for them to be able to access that that part. So it's it's really, really um, I'm always amazed with um, the the things that people say and do. And I take copious notes and I record it. And um, one of the interesting things for me is when I'm taking the notes I can tell a difference in my writing from one life to the other. It's like somehow my writing ends up taking on part of this person. And so you can actually tell, and I didn't realize this in the beginning, but when I would look back at the notes, I could tell exactly when the life changed because all the writing changed. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a big thing when I've had it done, you know, I've had always someone there taking notes because a lot of the time you can forget and when I've come out of it, they're looking at me with the, the jaws hit the floor, like your accent has changed. You, you know, you've, you've gone completely Texan, <laughs> like, whoa. Okay. And when I actually went back, I was actually in Texas at the time. Um, It was the American civil war mm-hmm. and I survived that. And then I ended up in the old West there on. And that was great. And I, I died in the 1880s. And I, again, I still remember that very well, but because I've learned from that, it starts to fade like a dream very slowly. And it's like, wow. But when you come out of it, it's just like you feel a different person. Those memories have now attached to you like interests. And even today, like I'll go out and I go, you dress like you're from a different era. And it's like, do I? <laughs> and it's funny because like everywhere I go, I'm always in jeans and, and boots. I, I can't wear shoes. I can't wear sneakers. It's always boots. And it's like, wow, you're very Western. Like, am I? And I don't know the difference. <laughs> just being me, just being me. It's just being me, yeah. <laughs> and and it's, it's crazy because it's like, wow, you just seem so old-fashioned. And I worked in a store a couple of years ago, and I've always had that old-fashioned look. Ancient soul and all that, you can't fit into modern society. People are like, Marty, you, you look like you've just jumped out of a black-and-white movie. You know, it's what the hell? And I'm just sat there with a cigarette behind my ear, hair <laughs> slick back, white T-shirt, like... <laughs> Really? What are you <laughs> like, talking okay. about? <laughs> what are you talking about? What the hell? <laughs> this is me. <laughs> too funny. Too funny. So we're getting close to being um, end of our time today. Um, so what do you want to um, people that have listened to your story to take away from this? What is the gift you want to give them from this interaction? Honestly, if you've got any sort of gift within yourself or you feel that your intuition is telling you something, just listen to it. You know, if I have to choose between my heart, my heart and my head, I would never go with my heart because your heart can be broken and then you start making irrational decisions. But at the same time, your head 
can also be manipulated from outside sources and so on. What I will say is go with your intuition. Go with the intuition because it never lies. Whether you like it or not, your intuition will never fail you. It can't lie to you. It can't be manipulated. You just have to stop, breathe, and trust yourself. It doesn't matter what background you come from or what social class you come from. It doesn't matter what color you are or what religion you are. You know, your intuition is always telling the truth. If you are gifted spiritually, you are gifted. Just like any photographer, any artist, we all have a gift. We all have a purpose. Mm -hmm. And spirit, the angels, the universe, it doesn't care what you are or where you're from. It will give you a chance. So just give yourself a chance. Be you. And if people don't like you, that's their problem, not yours. But don't minimize yourself to fit into society. Just be you and the right people will come. It, they really will. Ah, uh, Profound advice there. That's definitely true. Definitely true. Well, it has been my ultimate pleasure to have you on here. And you have given me so much food for thought, I'm telling you. you. Um, and once we get off here, I want to take a minute to to talk just a second and um, and find out maybe there's a time that you can come back on and maybe you can dive into some of these things a little bit more thoroughly because we've kind of just skirted the surface and cool. I can see that it's a it's a it's a deep well of knowledge that would uh, I would love to have back. Of course. No, absolutely. All right. Wonderful. So thank everybody who is watching or listening. I greatly appreciate you. I will put uh, Marty's uh, contact info um, in um, in the document below and um, I will put some information there. So if you want to reach out for me, um, there'll be places for you to do that. And if you want to reach out for Marty, then there'll be places for you to do that. So you everybody have a very blessed day and let your angels be guiding you everywhere you go.